The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... The entire program is devoted to information about the 49th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for June 2010. The 49th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind will be held in Phoenix, Arizona. Activities begin on Friday, July 9th and continue through Saturday, July 17th. Carla Rushville is the convention coordinator. What is the significance of adding the phrase annual conference to the official title of the convention? Actually, in today's world, a conference is really more of what we do. We have all kinds of breakout sessions that are opposite each other, a wide range of things that range from fun to professional-type programming. And that's really more of a conference than it is a convention. Hotels, when they think about conventions, are thinking about a group that comes in and maybe meets for a couple of hours during the day, and then the rest of the day is fun. Well, our conference and convention, we start with meetings at 7 in the morning with a breakfast, and the resolutions committee finally quits around 2 in the morning. And also our sponsors happen to like the word conference a little better than they do convention. So there's a lot of reasons for making that change. Nothing will change in terms of what happens at our gathering, but uh, oh, no. the way we present it to, yes. as you say, sponsors and uh, the way I would present it to someone who might be considering allowing me to take time off work. Right. Employers are much more willing to let people take professional time to go to a conference than they are to let them go to a convention. So we're just trying to do things that will help our people to be able to attend either at all or to be able to attend maybe a few more days of the conference and convention. It's the 49th annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind. It will be in Phoenix, Arizona this year, and it's a little bit later. You actually can spend the 4th of July at home. The first tours. The all-day Grand Canyon tour is on Friday, July 9. There will also be a tour that evening to the Pinnacle Peak Patio Restaurant, which if you're not going to be going on the day-long Grand Canyon tour, you might want to do that as a way to kind of get started on convention week. It's a really casual type of thing. It's a wonderful opportunity to get out of town and kind of get up high where it's a little cooler and just have a wonderful meal and a lot of fun. They have a live country and western band. You'll get back to the hotel. Before it's too late, you'll be all ready to get up and get going early on Saturday morning. The last Saturday is also a tour day. The 17th, we'll have a day-long tour to a casino, and then that evening we'll go see Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It will be audio-described at a dinner theater, and that's a great way to wind down after a busy convention week. So. There's just all kinds of things in between. If you want to look for the serious things, you must spend time in the exhibit hall. That's always an experience. Lots of workshops, lots of programming, discussion, lots of opportunities to do things at the hotel, a lot of really fun tours, some really, really neat opportunities. I think you'll find that this is one of the most unusual conference and conventions that we've had. 
One of the neat things, I've been kind of uh, working on some tour descriptions this afternoon, Mike, and I was just doing the rock gym. I oh, think yeah. you kind of I, checked that out. I did, and I, the comment was, hey, I want to come back and do this. And it's a really neat indoor rock climb that you literally climb the wall. Yes. <laughs> so if you're just climbing the walls from that convention, this is your great chance to go and do it. What impressed me about that tour, we walked in, and uh, the people over there immediately said, oh, yes, we have blind and low vision people do this all the time. And they told the story about when they would bring the... Uh, blind children out from various places. Young children would be right. up there and they'd be climbing this thing and they'd look down and they'd start to cry and the blind children would get to the top and say, can we go higher? Can we go higher? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's not just so for fun. children. It's, 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 it's an all-age, all-family tour. Yeah. We've got a Diamondbacks ball game on the schedule. We've got a trip to Frank Lloyd Wright's home. Actually, there's a, an architectural school attached to that property. I walked in and I said, well, can we touch anything? And she says, you can touch everything. That's why we're not a museum. There are just some wonderful tour opportunities like those. It's a wonderful chance to get to see things that you would not get to do just at an average meeting. And you mentioned the Diamondbacks baseball game. When is that? That's Sunday afternoon. Uh, There will be lunch and then the game. There's a top on the stadium and the roof will be closed. And so you're going to be sitting there all comfy, enjoying that game. And there will be a tour of that ballpark on Tuesday afternoon. Now, that tour is going to be a little warm because the team isn't playing there that day, and so the park isn't air-conditioned when they're not there. But you'll be moving, and there will be areas where you'll be going in and out of air-conditioned spaces. Also, the ballpark and the tour are very uh, wheelchair-accessible. It is Phoenix in July and very warm, so what precautions are we telling people to take for their service animals? GDUI is saying that people probably should think about bringing some of the little dog boots for their dogs and just use common sense. Don't take your black lab out and plan to stand outside for an hour. Plan to have plenty of water both for the dog and for you. It's very important in the desert to plan to drink a lot of water, even if you're indoors, because you can dehydrate very quickly. So just plan to have a water bottle with you and to keep it filled. What are some of the highlights program-wise that we can talk about? Well, the general session program is really going to be outstanding this year. The speaker on the Sunday night uh, session is the attorney that's been working on the Kindle issues that have to do with electronic books. The banquet speaker is going to be a blind person who was one of the uh, blind mountain climbers that went up Mount Kilimanjaro. There's going to be all kinds of workshops and sessions, of course, presented by our special interest groups, but also by ACB committees. There will be an excellent rehabilitation workshop on Monday. The Public Relations Committee is going to be doing a workshop Monday afternoon. There will be a transportation workshop on Tuesday, an international relations workshop, and a workshop on schools for the blind. Wednesday, you have, um, again, a lot of special interest groups and so on. The employment seminar is that afternoon. Uh, I forgot to mention on Tuesday is the legislative workshop. There's also going to be a workshop presented by Lua on downloadable books and one on downloadable games presented by BRL. BRL is not going to have their bunco this year. They're going to have a new game called Left, Right, Middle, and you'll want to watch for that. 
Uh, of course, there's all the FIA things. They're going to have their flute workshop this year. You learn to play a Native American flute. You actually can come home with one. And, uh, of course, there'll be the showcase. The low vision programming will be excellent. CCLVI has some wonderful stuff planned. AAVL also has a good afternoon planned on Wednesday in conjunction with the uh, human service providers. The Lions have a lot of things going. They're going to be going to make a club visit on Wednesday evening. Of course, there'll be the auction Wednesday evening. The walk is on the first Saturday morning. If you're a student, if you are a teacher, if you're a business person, if you're looking for work, if you're just losing your vision, if you're a Braille reader, a guide dog user, it's just packed. How about parents? Are there things parents, for parents? That absolutely. If you are a parent or a family member of a blind child, or if you are a blind parent that has sighted kids, there's all kinds of things for you, too. If you can't come to convention and find something of interest, it has often been said that you surely must be dead because <laughs> there are so many choices. You, just, you certainly aren't trying. Let's put it that yeah. <laughs> It truly is like going to a buffet. That's a great analogy. And there's so much there you want to eat, and you just can't eat it all. Well, that's how convention is, except you're at the Golden Corral for a whole week. Several years ago, ACB realized that we needed to have some structured activity for younger children whose parents were busy in the sessions, and thus was born something called the Youth Activity Center. Talk about that. Each year, the Youth Activity Center changes a lot, and yet it stays the same. What stays the same is that in recent years we have tried to provide a light breakfast and a lunch because it's just really difficult for the parents to get out of those meetings, grab the kids for half an hour at lunchtime, feed them and get them back in time for the afternoon. And we feel that it keeps the parents involved in the meetings if we can keep the kids busy all day. So we do things like crafts and games, and each day they take at least one field trip. They may go to the science museum or they may go to the zoo. There's a wonderful fire fighting museum in Phoenix. We're doing actually a convention tour out there, but I think we'll do a yak tour as well. There's just so many things, and in each area, the kinds of things change a little bit. Of course, we always take the kids to a water park for the day, but we try to have some educational type things as well that are fun. And so the kids are busy from 8.15, 8.30 in the morning until about 5 o'clock. And that kind of frees mom and dad or grandma and grandpa to go to the meetings. So you bring them home worn out, and mom and dad or grandma appreciate that too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there's some things in the evenings that the kids, especially the older kids, enjoy. Sometimes they go to some of the recreation zone activities. If you've got a teenager that's really talented, they might get on the showcase. I mean, there's just all kinds of things at convention. The pool's open till 10 o'clock at night. The pool in Phoenix, by the way, is an outdoor pool up on the fourth level of the hotel, and it's open from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m. Let's talk about the hotel, where, how much, how to reserve rooms, etc. The hotel is the Phoenix Downtown Sheraton on North 3rd Avenue. The room rates are really good this year because they are $89, but that is single, double, triple, or quad. Of course, that does not include tax. 
In order to make reservations, people need to call 800-325-3535, 800-325-3535. And be sure to tell them that you're with the American Council of the Blind. What's near the hotel in terms of food, shops, conveniences, and so forth? The hotel is in downtown Phoenix, so there is easy bus and taxi access to a lot of the downtown area. But right close to the hotel, across the street and walk down about a block, is um, kind of an entertainment area that has a lot of movies and all kinds of restaurants. It's kind of a place where local people go, and there's always a crowd there. I think people will really enjoy going over to the Arizona Center. The closest I can come to kind of likening that to something else that we've had available would be the landing in Jacksonville. I understand there are some changes occurring in the pre-registration process this year. We are not registering for the most part on paper this year. We're trying out a new system We think that we have done online registration long enough that we are now able to go to virtually a paperless system. We have the registration open online for the entire month of June at acb.org. Just follow the links to the conference and convention and enter the registration. Also, we know that a lot of blind people have a very difficult time getting that long, long form and convention scope read in its entirety, and then sitting down and having the reader to go through and actually fill the form out properly. So we're addressing that by having telephone registration available. There will be people who will be able to assist in completing the form and will read the information to you. That will be available also throughout the month of June. The phone number is 800-866-3242. That will only be used for registration. If you call and a live person doesn't answer, just leave a name and telephone number in time that it would be good for someone to return your call because uh, we want to be sure and process as many registrations as we possibly can through that system and the online system. Paper forms are available from the national office upon request. But if you want assistance and feel that the telephone registration process would assist you by having a live person read to you, then please feel free to use it. We feel like that will be a lot more efficient than the paper form. We will definitely have registration open the entire month of June, June 1 to June 30. Normally it doesn't go nearly to June 30, but this year because the convention is later, it will. We just hope that everybody will plan to come to Phoenix and have a great time and uh, give us feedback. Let us know what you think would be good to have at future conferences and conventions. You know, we get some of our best suggestions and ideas from those suggestions at convention. The suggestion may not be the final form that it actually comes out, but it gets the ball rolling, gets people thinking, and you'd be amazed at how many innovative things come into the conference and convention process that are suggested by individual convention attendees. The phone number for the Phoenix Downtown Sheraton is 800-325-3535. When calling, be sure you mention American Council of the Blind.
ACB Reports continues with information about two fundraising activities which will occur during the annual conference and convention. The first of these activities is the second annual ACB Walk, which will be held on Saturday, July 10th. Dan Dillon is the chairman of the walk, and he says the participants won't need to worry about the heat. It is going to be held inside at the uh, Arizona Mills Mall. If you make one lap around the mall, it's about a mile, and we can walk up to uh, three laps or three miles, and three miles, of course, is very close to a, a 5K walk. There will be no running because that's a liability issue, so it'll be strictly a walk this year. The bus will leave from the convention hotel promptly at 7.15, and the walk will begin around 8 o'clock. And we hope to have all the participants back at the convention hotel by 10.30. How does one become a participant in the walk? To sign up for the walk as a participant, you can go to a, a website we've set up specifically for the walk. It is acbwalk.com to sign up as a participant or to make a pledge to support a participant in the walk. Or if you don't have a computer, you can contact Alicia Clausen in our Minneapolis office at area code 612-332-3242. There's not really a deadline. We just encourage people to sign up as soon as possible so we have a good idea as to how many participants we're going to have. There's another way that uh, people can participate in the walk without even being in Phoenix, and that's to be a virtual walker. This is for people that either will not be in Phoenix or maybe they'll be in Phoenix and just choose not to participate in the walk, they can be a virtual walker and they can sign up to walk. We can encourage them to pay their entry fee then after that, you know, seek pledges from friends and family and neighbors and uh, people they work with. Obviously this event is a fundraiser as well as a public awareness event for the American Council of the Blind. There will be uh, several groups uh, serving as volunteers. We ask the walkers and the volunteers to choose their pace, uh, whether it's a brisk pace, a medium, or a slow pace. And then we uh, pair up the volunteer with the blind or visually impaired uh, walker. And we hope that while they're walking, they will talk to these volunteers about the American Council of the Blind and what our issues are and hopefully encourage them to serve as volunteers during our convention. As a participant in the walk, in order to raise money for the organization, what does the participant have to do in that regard? Mainly where the money comes in from the walk is people pay a $25 entry fee to participate. And then we ask that the participants seek pledges. And 100% of that money goes to ACB. The entry fee will help cover the cost of buses and uh, trophies and medals. And uh, there will be some other costs involved for printing and this type of thing. But when we uh, put on a, an event like this, we also seek cash sponsors. And we were very fortunate to get a $3,000 sponsorship from the Regal cinema group. Last year was the first year we did such a walk. How much was raised last year? Last year we raised slightly over $24,000. On-site walkers we had 47 and then we had 10 virtual walkers so we had a total of 57 participants. 
we'd like to at least double that this year. It's going to be inside. It's going to be air-conditioned. You can't use the it's-too-hot excuse. We just welcome participants and uh, contributors and um, encourage the participants to get out there and, and seek pledges. This is for a great cause. Bottom line, we're trying to raise money for ACB, but it's a wonderful event because we're also promoting physical fitness and public awareness, and we have a lot of fun doing it. To register for the walk or to make a pledge, visit acbwalk.com or call 612-332-3242. Another fundraising event will occur on Wednesday, July 14th. Brenda Dillon is second vice president of the American Council of the Blind, and she is in charge of the fourth annual ACB auction. How successful have the previous auctions been? Obviously, they've had some success, or you wouldn't keep doing it, right? The first year, we raised almost 19000 and the last two years, we've been just over twenty-five. So we think it's an effort well worth doing. If someone wants to contribute something to the auction, what types of things do you want, and are there any things that you really prefer not to have? We like for items to be a minimum value of $25 or more, and new unless it would be something that would be uh, categorized as a collectible. Things that are very popular are jewelry, high-tech devices, collectibles, autographed sports items, gift cards and gift certificates to stores and restaurants. Music boxes are a big hit with the ladies. And food, whether it be commercially packaged or whether somebody just makes mouth-watering fudge and would be willing to bring it in a beautiful tin. We accept a wide variety of items and we're very grateful to the companies and to the individuals who have contributed so generously because without their support, the auction would not be possible. And without the support of the folks and supporting with their bids, the auction would also not be successful. I know there have been some really nice jewelry items before and a couple of timeshares that uh, seem to go... We're going to have timeshares again this year. We'll have one uh, to Cancun or Puerto Vallarta. We'll have one to Summit of Massanutten, which is a mountain resort in Virginia. And we're even going to have a stay in Key West, Florida. It's a wonderful opportunity to get a great vacation package, sometimes at a real steal. And, of course, the good news is you get the bargain and ACB gets the bucks. Let's talk about the bidding process. Is there a minimum bid placed on items? Occasionally there will be. I know this year we have an item coming from a doll artist in Somerville, Georgia. She has donated a piece that's sculpted. It's Annie Sullivan with Helen Keller at the water pump, the famous scene from The Miracle Worker. And, oh, the detailing is just something incredible. And we're going to have a starting bid on that one. And sometimes some of the donors will specify a minimum bid. The majority of the items do not have a minimum bid, but there are some that do. What do you do in order to participate? 
Well, first of all, you don't make any other plans for Wednesday night, July 14th. You make plans to be at the auction site. We have a preview hour beginning at 6 p.m. We have an hour for folks to come through and have an opportunity to get their hands on most of the items that will be put up for bid. And then at 7 o'clock, we'll begin the fun and furious bidding competition, and you need a bidding number. That's how we will enter you in the database and know who you are. And as you bid, if you're the top bidder, you will get a little piece of paper that's like a claim check. And when you're done for the evening and ready to leave, whether it's at the end or two hours into the auction, you take your claim slips and you go up to the checkout counter. You'll be able to pay with cash, check, or with credit card. And you present your claim checks, proving that you were the high bidder for those items. And then someone will go and pull those items for you. And you pay, and you get your items, and you're happily on your way. In lieu of the silent auction, which we held last year, made up of packages donated by our state and special interest affiliates, this year we're going to showcase all those packages, whether it be a single item, whether it be a collection of items in a basket, or just a collection of items So there's no real limit on what you can put together as a package, but when you declare to us that you have a package, you will be included in the lineup of events for the first segment of the auction. So the first segment will be just highlighting all the contributions made by our state and special interest affiliates. How does a person go about getting an item to the auction committee? We are asking that people notify us either by a phone call or via email no later than June 30th, which will allow us time to get everything entered in the auction database. That makes our work that night a lot easier. We have everything there, and we just have to plug in the number of the bidder who wins and the price that it goes for. So call Brenda Dillon at 615 874-1223, or you can email me at b-r-e-n-d-a-n and the number zero at bellsouth.net, no later than June 30th, and the sooner the better. If you are able to bring the item with you to the convention, that is certainly acceptable, and we'll have auction committee members available to receive your items at the hotel, and we welcome all participation. If you wish to ship items to Phoenix for the auction, contact Brenda Dillon or the ACB National Office for shipping instructions. ACB Reports will be at the annual conference and convention in Phoenix, seeking interesting people and presentations to share with listeners throughout the coming months. We hope to see you there, too. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. 
Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.